Well, hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And you join me back here, Harry Slade, back here in Auckland in my kitchen. I hope you enjoyed the last week with Annalise on Tea Week. She loved it, I think. And uh, I, I loved it. I loved it because I got to not drink any tea and just keep on drinking coffee. I'm excited, though, to be back with some new coffee. Uh, found some new stuff in the supermarket near my house. And also to get back into the devotional together. I did miss you for that week. But we're back. Let's have a look at our devotional scriptures that we're going to be reading. Those are in the descriptions, as always, on every platform. Today it's Psalm 50, 1 to 15. Luke chapter 22, 1 to 38. And Joshua chapter 3, verse 1 to chapter 5 verse 12 and yesterday you actually completed another book and we started a new book which means we've read seven books of the bible so a massive congratulations to you if it's the first time you've read this much of the bible in consecutive order let alone in totality maybe this is the most amount of books you've ever read before congratulations it's an awesome achievement but let's get into our coffee today now i actually left the beans over here because i was scrambling to make them i have got a kokako a kokako Mahana blend, which is the chocolate, caramel, and spice, which is best suited to espresso and plunger brew methods. Now, you will remember that just before we went into tea week, I made this on the Chemex and it didn't taste like anything. Now, over the last week, I have been dabbling with this in the Chemex and I got it tasting unbelievably good in the Chemex. I've made it as an espresso. I promise you, I didn't try it in the last week. I, I've held off. I've, I bought some Lafare Primo beans to use in the week just to, you know, make sure I was being integrous when it came to trying these new brews. But let's give this a try today. It's as an espresso, 18 grams in, 30 something out, 36 out, 22 seconds, 18 grams, 36, 22. That's how we made it. Let's give it a try today and let's see if we can get any of that chocolatey caramel spice, which I did actually end up getting out of the Chemex last week. Let's give it a go. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's got like a, it's definitely got the chocolatey caramel in there. There's a hint of spice at the start. Got quite a, its initial taste is quite acidic-y, and then it drops right off, and you've got quite a lovely full-bodied chocolatey flavor. There's not really much of the spice in there. It's not as spicy as maybe you'd think it would be if it was you know, if it's labelled that it's going to have spice in there. So, an okay cup of coffee. It's nothing magical. The aftertaste is lovely. It's a lovely, uh, rich, chocolatey flavour. So, it's good if you enjoy chocolate. It's good if you enjoy that chocolatey flavour. Give it a try. It's the Kokako Mahana Blend as an espresso today. That is it, though, for the the brews. Let's get into the Bible, the reason that we are here. In the Greek language, there are three ways of things happening to us quote unquote these voices are the determining factor of what happens to us in life there's the passive voice and that's what happens to us based on what others do there's the active voice which is what happens to us based on what we do to ourselves and then there's the middle voice and this middle voice is neither passive nor active but it's the sense of participating in the results of an action when we pray we're praying in that middle voice Because it's not something that's happening to us, as in God is in control of our prayer, or an action that we can control God with. Our prayer is a sense of communication with God, welcoming Him into our lives and asking to participate in what God is doing in the world 
around us. God involves us and remains in control, all while giving us freedom. This is his grace at work within us. Our part to play is made up of three parts, as seen in our psalm today. The first thing we have to do, or the first part we get to do, is to thank God. The psalmist writes about sacrificing thank offerings to God. For us today, it's about returning to God with gratitude and thankfulness for all the good things God has done in our lives. I want to encourage you to make it a habit of yours to stop at the end of the day and thank God for His goodness. The second thing we we get to do is we get to call on God. God says to call upon Him in the days of trouble. As I get older, I get more aware of the trouble that we're facing in our days. Our reaction is a tension of faith and freak out. If our faith is in God, we'll call upon Him. And if it's not, we find ourselves freaking out. Then we'll call upon other things in the days of trouble. But our job is to call upon Him. The third thing is that we get to honor God. When we're delivered from the trouble of what we're facing, it's God's expectation that we would return to Him and honor Him. We do this both in word and in action. We have to decide, am I going to honor God with my actions or not? If we do not honor God with action, then we're not really honoring Him. If you're far from God at the moment, or maybe you haven't done any one of these things uh, lately, I want to encourage you to lock in today and start to do them. Watch as God is faithful to you in your life in response. Do you know there's power in your prayer? There are three main characters in today's devotional in our New Testament reading. We've got Judas, Simon Peter, and Jesus. Jesus, he actually prayed for two of these characters, and the other he did not. The first of our characters is Judas. And the puzzle of Judas is that he was one of the 12 disciples. He had proximity to Jesus. He saw the same miracles. He heard the same messages. Yet he allowed evil into his heart and ultimately chose to betray Jesus. You might think, but wasn't it prophesied that Jesus would be betrayed? And while it was predestined that Jesus would go to the cross, and Jesus even said that he would go as it had been decreed, but just because it was predestined and prophesied, doesn't mean Judas didn't get the choice. It was his responsibility and his choice ultimately that led to the betrayal of Jesus. And Jesus made the statement, woe to the man who betrays him. Isn't it the interesting here, sorry, the interesting thing here is while it had been predestined, Judas still had free will. He could have said no, but evil took root in his heart. We have the choice to do evil or to step into God's promises too. Just because it's been spoken or even predestined doesn't remove our responsibility to choose. The second character is Simon Peter. Now, what's interesting is that Peter also allowed evil into his heart. The same evil that entered Judas, in fact. Peter was so confident that he wouldn't let Jesus down, that he wouldn't fail him, right? Jesus knew he would fail, though, and he made it clear that it was going to happen. That by the time the rooster crowed three times, uh, not Judas, Peter would betray Jesus. But look at what Jesus said to Peter in verse 32. It's going to come up on screen as I read it. Here it is. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. Peter betrayed Jesus, but his faith in him did not fail. Jesus' prayer for Peter, it worked. How and why is something that we do not understand, but that it worked is something we can rejoice in. The third character in our in our passage today is Jesus, right? Jesus, he faced he's faced with the choice now to go or not go to the cross. We've seen him wrestle in the garden. A few days ago, he's prayed the prayer, not my will be done, but your will be done. We've seen him have the last supper. We've seen him release Judas. And we've now seen him say, I will go. It was predestined, but Jesus chose to do it. He gave his body for us. It was his choice. Jesus had prayed for himself and it resulted in life. 
Jesus had prayed for Peter, and it resulted in life. Notice that Jesus didn't pray for Judas, and it resulted in death. Listen, friend, I want to encourage you. Your prayers are powerful. Your prayers are effective. So start to cover people in prayer and yourself in prayer today. I really love the book of Joshua, and I'm really sad that I didn't get to talk about it the last couple of chapters, but here we are today. Quickly, let me tell you two things that stand out for me today. Number one, we do the preparation. We prepare. God was about to do something huge for the people. Joshua tells the people that they needed to sanctify themselves because God was going to do wonders amongst them. We must prepare ourselves for what God is going to do. We have to play our part before God moves in power. The second thing is that God does provide. After they had prepared, God provided. He opened up the waters and helped people move towards their promise. God continued to provide time after time after time. But watch, God only provided what they needed and no more. God will supply all of your needs. This is a test in a culture of abundance. Will, will we be okay if God provides what we need and not run to others to satisfy things that made no sense. <laughs> I almost made it through. That made no sense. Let me read this again. This is, an, this is a test in our culture of abundance, okay? Will we be okay if God provides what we need and not feel the need to run to others to satisfy what we want? That's the test. Will we settle for God and what he needs or will we search for more and what we want? That, that was way better, that one. Verse of the day. Yes, verse of the day today. Let's have a look. Psalm 50 verse 14 says, Sacrifice thank offerings to God. Fulfill your vows to the Most High. Why do you think it's often referred to when it comes to thank offerings as a sacrifice? A sacrifice of praise, a sacrifice of thanks. I think it's because it costs us something. It's not always easy to thank God and return to Him for all the good things that He has done. But we're encouraged time and time again in Scripture to offer up these sacrifices of thank offerings to God. To be fair, it's one of the easiest sacrifices we could make to the Lord. So let's make a practice and a habit of doing this daily. Sacrifice thank offerings to God. Give it a try. And that is it for today. Day 113 done and dusted on The Daily Brew. Thank you so much for joining me back here in my kitchen in Auckland. I pray God is speaking to you through these scriptures as he is with me. Hey, a massive thank you to everybody who's already subscribed on YouTube. Click the bell and like this devotional video. Thank you so much for doing that. Also, a massive thank you to all of you who have followed the podcast on Spotify, rated it on Spotify, and also on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for doing that. A massive shout out to you as well if you continued on this journey for 113 days. We're doing some mammoth efforts don't worry we've still got two thirds to go so stick around come back tomorrow for a new brew i found this brew it's interesting i'll see you tomorrow back here on the daily brew for day 114 114 days of reading the bible that's pretty good see you then